We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 284. Our guest today is a USDF bronze, silver, and gold medalist, as well as a USDF certified instructor. He is the training director for Hilltop Farm, which is a Maryland-based sport horse farm that features breeding and training. He's originally from Sweden, and he has created a name for himself in developing young horses, having twice won the USCF four-year-old national championships and three USDF dressage final championships on horses that he started himself. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Michael Bragdell. Hey, Michael. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're a busy guy, so I will get right into it. Tell me how you first got started in the equestrian industry. I probably like most kids. I started in having uh, weekly riding lessons at a local riding club back in Sweden. And then it just sort of gradually took off from there. I, I started riding a little bit more. My riding instructor uh, encouraged me to lease her schoolmaster, which was jumping back then. That's that's really what I was big into. Yeah. And then it's just evolved over the years to where I am today. <laughs> yeah. So you originally were jumping. How did you end up with dressage as your discipline of choice? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I, I, I've always loved the jumpers. I find them very exciting. I came to Hilltop as a working student and I thought, you know, I knew it was a dressage barn. Uh, I knew it was a breeding barn, but I thought, well, they must have some some jumper and you know some some backfield that 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 will let me uh, let me get on and jump a little bit. So I thought, well, one year of dressage horses, I can I can handle that. But uh, <laughs> I'm still here. I got converted over to dressage side. Very cool. Um, you grew up in Sweden. Where are you now? So I'm I'm at Hilltop Farm, which is based out of Kalora, Maryland. Awesome. Very cool. Obviously, you uh, like a part of what you do is training a variety of horses. So even though you specialize in dressage, what other disciplines or tools do you kind of use to integrate into your training program? I'd love to hear, you know, kind of about I, I know that you use some groundwork and, you know, especially with your young ones. Yeah, well, I, I think my, you know, probably my jumping background comes comes in hand a little bit and I, and I do a lot of young horses I like to bring them along myself and train them up the levels but with that said I I do like the horses to have a lot of variety in their training and and sure they get as bored as I do with riding in circles and in the indoors so I just try to mix it up a little bit we we're lucky here at Hilltop to have tons of trails um, they can go down to the creek and river there are actually some crossings. Uh, you can cross the creek. There is a jump field. I don't jump so much anymore, but the horses usually free jump a little bit. We do cavalettis. Uh, we have a galloping track. And so, yeah, 
just try to mix it up a little bit, especially for the young horses. I、mm-hmm. try to keep it fresh so they're happy to be coming into ring and work. Yeah, I bet that also has a lot of kind of interesting stories and experiences in and out of the ring. You know, working with so many young horses and you know, kind of getting them acclimated into your training program. Do you have a favorite story of? Maybe something that happened and lessons learned, or, or kind of takeaways from it. I can't really think of any specific. I mean, it's always exciting when you're on the young ones. You, oh yeah. I always ride the young ones as if nothing is going to happen, so they really feel my confidence in what I am presenting them with. But always in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I am on a youngster. Today is a windy day. Going on a hack might be very interesting.、Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so it's it's just being、uh, having a, a presence of mind and and knowing your horse, I think, really helps. But again, and I, I probably not not exclusive for young horses, but anything can happen. You know,、mm-hmm. they're, they're living beings and they they're flight animals, so they can no matter how much work you put into it, they can get spooked, and、mm-hmm. it can be a legit spook. So. Yeah. Um, you just have to be ready for that.、So. Right, right. Why do you find groundwork to be so important for all of your horses?、Uh, you know, I, I really find it a great way to simplify it, especially for the young horses when it, they're being on their back is already such a new thing. Utilizing、uh, the groundwork to teach them how to square up in a halt, how to. To start to rein back, how to initiate the leg yield, or moving a le- away from from a leg. I think that's a it's a great way to start that learning or teaching process.、Uh, and I feel it makes it so much easier once I'm on the saddle if I've taught it on the ground first. Right, right. You also have a few stallions in your program. Tell me a little bit about about those guys. Yeah. So yeah, I, right now I got. Five stallions in, in my、uh, lineup. Excited about all of them. Actually, <laughs> my oldest one is is fourteen、uh, this year. Credit my Grand Prix stallion. He's been with me since he was. Let's see. He came to Hilltop as a weanling, and then we took him to Devon as a yearling. So I've had him for thirteen years now. So it's a long time. Yeah. And it, it's a you know it it's it's a. Long relationship, you know. You,、mm-hmm. you really learn to appreciate each other. But then down the line, I have I have some really young, nice young ones. I'm excited about. I have a three year old Desperado Negro cross that I really like. I think he's going to be quite exciting. Then I have some a couple of four four year olds,、uh, a Sir Donnerhall first Heinrich, and a Vitalis Sir Donnerhall. And I think those two are quite exciting.、Uh, they're really starting to. Come into their own now in their four-year-old year, and then I have a five-year-old as well, and he's a Lord Lauderdale Negro, so he's a half brother to the three-year-old. So it's kind of fun to see the similarities a little bit、uh, coming out of the same mare. Definitely. Do with your stallions. Do you feel like working with them is significantly different than working with your mares or even your geldings? I mean, do you need to handle them or ride them any differently? And What do you kind of do as far as you know creating a good relationship with a stallion? I think it's definitely different to work with stallions than it is with geldings and mares.、Uh, it wasn't something that I initially 
was tr- seeking out to write mm-hmm. stuff. It just sort of fell in my lap and and grew over the years where I end up having more and more stallions. And I, I quite enjoy it. But I think the biggest thing I think with stallions is when you work with stallions, you have to find this mutual respect to the animal and they have to respect you. And I really feel that's a very important piece that they're not scared of you, that you're not disciplining them through fear, if that makes sense. But it's out of respect. And and stallions, I think by nature, they want to, it's just in the nature to want to challenge a little bit and see where everybody stands in the hierarchy. And I think when you kind of set the boundaries in a respectful way, then it becomes quite clear. And I almost find it's a little hard. You, you can't be too, I don't know, cuddly is the right word. I, I mean, I love my stallions, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a different type of affection, I think. Of course, every horse is different, right? So some, they really follow you and, and it can be quite a different relationship. I think right. sometimes with the young ones, they are just starting to learn what they are. And so I, I, then you have to really pay attention to like how you interact with them. The, the horses are incredibly smart and they can pick up things that we don't even realize. Uh, and sometimes we do things out of habit that teaches the horse to do something. And, and, and if we don't, we're not able to kind of self-reflect our interaction with them we might not realize that we are causing the behavior that we don't want. With UVEX, you are perfectly protected in any moment. A UVEX riding helmet is the perfect headgear for dressage, show jumping, or cross country, training, eventing, or leisurely hacking. Whether you opt for a traditional or more fashionable style, Every UVEX riding helmet offers a sophisticated design with a really high quality finish, superior ventilation, and of course, unbeatable safety. For more information, visit the UVEX website at uvex-equestrian-usa.com. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, dressage finals are coming up and yeah. you've are you've won several USDF final championships. How are you preparing for this year? Nothing different really. Okay. The girls are laughing at me. I sometimes get on one of my horses bareback and <laughs> do, do my little <laughs> Hey, thing, that's but... important too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, in all seriousness, I I, I don't necessarily do anything different. It's it's like any other show really. I just prepare it the way I normally do for horse shows. I make sure I don't overdrill or override. You know, I want the best horse to be at the horse show, at the finals. So I just try to set sort of count backwards in a way and say, okay, here's my timeline. Right. How do I prepare to have this particular horse ready to go at this set date? You know, and then kind of hope that you're your setup is is the right plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you advise someone who is preparing to go to finals for the first time? Well, I think first of all, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, you you made it to finals. That's very exciting. You know, I actually haven't been to the finals for a couple of years now because COVID and 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 other reasons. But I think it's a very exciting place to go. 
if you haven't been. It's fun to see riders from all across the country come and compete uh, against each other. And I don't know, it's it's fun to see people like I only see at the at the big championships. So I really think that's a, a fun experience. I don't know, but end of the day, it's it's just a it's another show. You know, it has a little extra flair, of course, being the finals. But you know, go in and enjoy it. And maybe if you have a chance to to watch some some uh, some other riders, uh, to take the opportunity to to watch the warm up. Definitely, yeah. What would you say a typical day of uh, a show day looks like for you? What what do you kind of do? Do you have a routine kind of leading up to being in the ring? I do. Uh, <laughs> girls probably are laughing at me. <laughs> my groom's probably <laughs> laughing at me. <clears throat> you know, I have my playlist of songs that nice. I listen to. I you got to tell me what's on it. <laughs> <laughs> Beastie Boys. <laughs> wow, love it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, a little mixture of everything. Something that kind of gets my adrenaline going a little nice. bit. But I, I have a set of stretches I do, depending on when I ride. If I can fit a short run in, I'll usually do a run. And then I'll, once I get closer, I start looking at, you know, I, I'll sit down, maybe put my headphones on. I'll ride through my tests mentally in my head. And I started this new thing where I, I have sort of a keyword for each movement through my test. And, and, okay. uh, and I kind of go through that in my test ride that I do mentally before before i actually get on but it's a little different it is sort of, uh, some of the show prep can be different depending on if i have five horses versus one for sure. example if i have one horse then i have a lot more time to really focus if, if it's five then it's, it's very little prep time in between right. sometimes you're just going one to the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How, um, obviously, you mentioned the idea of visualization to prepare. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that process and why it's such an important component to prepare for a show. You know, I, I think it's, it comes, the, the, the sports psychology of it, I think is coming more and more in, in the equestrian industry. I, I think it's, been widely used in a lot of different sports and it's a very powerful tool to have mm-hmm. i think i i think i'm still working on improving my setup for for my competitions you know finding tweaks where so you're set up mentally for it mm-hmm. uh, the way you want but I, I yeah i find it very helpful to be able to kind of mentally ride through the tests and and I just feel a little bit more prepared that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've had a great career so far and it looks like you won't be slowing down anytime soon. So <laughs> if you had to pick one thing, what do you attribute your success to? Hard to say, you know, I, I feel lucky to be doing what I'm doing. It's something I never thought I would hmm. do for a living, but I think what I love about being here at the Tilltop is, is all the support that I have from everything from the groom that goes with me to the horse show to my rider that is still at home taking care of the horses to the barn manager to my vets and and my farrier you know it's just I think it's the the whole community piece of it it's it's like that team effort uh there's so much behind the scenes um that that adds up to 
me being able to do what I do, you know, and my wife's taking care of the kids so mm-hmm. when I'm away at horse showing, you know, just stuff like that. I think that's that takes gives me a peace of mind that allows me to try to be the best I can be with my horse or make my horse be the best he or she can be in the ring. Right. Yeah. So many moving parts, but it definitely always takes a team. Yeah, really does. What would you say is something that you're passionate about in the industry that you feel like people either don't talk a lot about or don't know enough about? Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe I touched on it already. I think in terms of training, I think we can utilize the groundwork a lot more in, in our training systems. I think people sometimes get a little bit in a hurry to get on their horses back and rather than take the time and, and work the horse on the ground. And, and it doesn't mean that you're working them hard on necessarily a lunge line or a long mm-hmm. line, but just walking next to them, taking the contact and teaching them the different lateral works. You know, I think another piece is I also mentioned this in the in the team effort that it takes. I think emphasizing how much it it does take and how many people are behind the scenes and and helping out to make us riders be able to do what we do. I think that's they they probably don't get enough of a thank you, mm. you know, for for what they do. So. Yeah, definitely. Especially, I feel like with dressage horses and especially the fact that you are working with a lot of young horses I mean even ones that you've had you know almost since they were born um, you've had to essentially teach them you know all of the movements which I'm sure requires a lot of time on the ground yeah 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 no it does yeah that's pretty remarkable and just yeah lots of trust and and uh, it really does seem I'm I'm a hunter jumper trainer but I incorporate a lot of like lower level dressage and just lateral work in general. Cause I feel like yeah. that really helps horses be balanced yeah. for jumping, but I've taken a couple, you know, dressage rides and I'm like, Oh my God, just like thinking of, like, as I'm, you know, doing the movements, I'm like, someone had to like completely teach this horse how to do this from the start. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's yeah. so incredible to think about. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. pretty amazing what we can teach them to do, you know, know. and, and how they, how they really listen and pick up on things, yeah. uh, whether, whether it's good communication or bad communication, right. you know, they, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what makes them so incredible, such an incredible animal. I right. And ho- some horses really like value a job. Some really want that yeah. relationship and that trust. Yeah. So really finding what works with each horse is yeah. definitely a gift. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Amazing. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me a little bit about how you got to where you are today. I am excited to continue to watch your journey and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. It was it was fun to talk to you as well. And, and uh, good luck to everybody at the finals. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.